Hey everybody, this is Chance Gilliam, welcoming you to the Chance by Chance podcast. As you can hear, I'm facing what are hopefully the final bouts against a cold. These past few days, I've been placing an emphasis on sleep, hydration, and supplementation. The illness is on the ropes, and I'm aiming to have knocked it out before Wednesday, October 4th. The second and third will be spent wrapping an extensive and educational filming process that held my attention for eight weeks this past summer. Beguiled Company is the working title of that indie movie. I'll be supplying updates as the post-production team moves toward eventual distribution, so keep checking in for those. October 4th is a departure date. I'm heading to Los Angeles and working at Bulletproof's 5th Annual Biohacking Conference. The event features a series of talks from industry leaders in the fields of optimizing human performance, recovery, and longevity. On top of those presentations and the massive networking opportunity, there's an amazing tech hall with cutting-edge equipment for guests to play with and experiment. Following the three-day event, I'll be conducting interviews around town with a host of new faces And a few familiar faces as well, which is always fun. Familiar faces, new places. And uh, it sounds like two friends from the Twin Cities have purchased airline tickets to LAX, spontaneously accepting an invitation to join my exploration of SoCal for a few days. So I'm also looking forward to great adventures with them, including a night at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood, witnessing the global phenomenon Hamilton. Very exciting. There's a lot to be excited about. And if I was still needing more, I'll be spending a few days trekking through the great sand dunes of Colorado, Joshua Tree National Park, and finally the Guadalupe Mountains. That last outdoor destination will be visited en route to Houston, Texas, where I'm eager to lend a hand with hurricane recovery before cruising back up the belly of our continental United States for a return to Minnesota. The trip is allotted at least four weeks total, and it's approaching now only after a great deal of saving and preparation. Though I sound to have a fairly extensive itinerary, I'm accounting for a great deal of flexibility within those plans. Much like the spontaneity I so value in the two friends mentioned earlier, the freedom to be surprised and to follow where my instincts lead has repeatedly proven perhaps the single most integral aspect of each travel experience. You can witness the journey by subscribing to my free email newsletter at chancebychance.com, and I strongly encourage you to do just that. It's my primary mode of connectivity because it's the most direct. I'd be honored to have you along for the ride. Speaking of which, once again, In the style of past podcast guest, Dr. Richard Gassaway, I'll be taking phone calls during my 17-hour, 1,200-mile commute on Wednesday, October 4th. If you want to pose questions, tell me about your own projects, or simply chat, message me for my cell number. You'll be guaranteed to make the drive a whole lot more fun for me than it would have otherwise been, and I would love to hear from you. Now, for the main segment. My guest today is Claire Cho. You may know her as Wolf Child, a painter, illustrator, graphic designer, and self-described producer in the making. She recently released 
a gripping music video for a track titled Elfine, recorded with Joe's, J-O-Z. Mike Coda, who filmed and produced the video, has also appeared on the podcast with her band Good Luck Finding Iris. Recorded outside on a rainy day in Duluth, Cho discusses working with her crew of friends and planting the seeds of a fulfilling creative life. We dive into the making of Elfine, a recent feature in Marie Claire magazine, and the role of higher education in her life. Cho and I also steer into the territory of social media, which I'm beginning to see as a defining component of our generation. For all the uses I admittedly find with social media, it's increasingly concerning to me, in large part because of how little open dialogue actually surrounds the topic. Our involvement with these platforms is disproportionate to the conversations we have about them, so I am working to open that door and investigate further. Cho voices some important thoughts about that area here. Links to her work, including Elfine, are listed in the show notes of today's episode. Lend her your ears. She's engaged in some great undertakings. Please enjoy my conversation with Cho. Wolfchild. Cho, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, first things first. You have a fractured hand. Mm-hmm. Was it an especially hard-headed person that you punched? It was a bag, but I pictured a person when I punched the bag. You know, A little extra motivation? Exactly. Yeah. I always need that motivation. And boxing, you said right before we, before we started here? Yeah, I box. I just started up, actually, when I came here. So I was like, this is a good exercise and a good place to unleash my anger. Yeah, get rid of that aggression. Yeah. Distill it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Okay. I want to talk about Elfine. Uh, listening back on your songs that you have posted on SoundCloud, it really feels like a new sort of era. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the inspiration in this and, and also choosing your crew to work with. Because those were your friends you put this out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, that was the only picture. I can't do it without my friends. Like it, it was just like I need to you know, produce something with them. And that was like the first thing I did with them. Elfine was like the kind of the start, but I've, you know, I've had those friends for a long time. My good friends, like my best friends. So it was kind of something special because I was making Elfine with Josie. And it was like, you know, it was my best friend and we just made this together and we're just kind of excelling from that together. Yeah. So. And so when you brought in Mike for the video, uh, did you, did you come to her with that concept or did you just say we're making a video any ideas and you you guys kind of figured it out from there i trust mike with anything visual and musical she's a genius so i was just like you know what like the powerpuff girls me michaela and josie we're gonna do this and it's just gonna be fucking dope i didn't want anyone else it was just gonna be all of us we were just going to make this. Yeah. So I kind of just said, hey, we just um, we just recorded this song. Do you think uh, we can do a music video tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow? Yeah. It, it was just like that. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. And so it kind of just, I trusted her, whatever she was thinking. 
and it just it was perfect. And that was in the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minneapolis. You you just you just walked around the whole day, went to some parking garages. Yeah. Yeah. We um I had a few spots in uptown that I wanted to you know. I wanted to get shots of. Mm. So we went to uptown and then we went to downtown. And that was like oh, and then we went to Snuffy's. In Roseville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we did like some, I think, some ending shots there, but mm. it was kind of just like all random spots. What is, what is Snuffy's? I've never been to Snuffy's. Snuffy's is a malt shop. I don't think it's that good, but. So those were the the food shots. Yeah. The ketchup and mustard. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the funniest <laughs> shot. I like that. Yeah, I kind of just did that randomly. <laughs> I was like, on a, on a musical high of let's do something really weird. So then, randomly, I just took the two bottles and squirted them on. I don't know if it was the table or a napkin, but I hope it was a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a black and white checkerboard wall. I was wondering where that is. I don't know if I've ever seen that wall before. That was cool. That worked. It's in Uptown. It's right by, um, ah, is it called, like, Cosmic Pizza or Cosmo Pizza? Um, it's, like, on Lake and Lindale. Okay. It's right by the theater. You have more in store on the musical front? Yes. Yeah? I, I'm a producer now. Yeah, uh, you're, uh, your Instagram says producer in the making. Is this entirely self-taught? Are you taking classes? I mean, what's your, uh, what's uh, your method here? I tried watching videos. I recently got Ableton because it's like, you know, the best of the best. So I only wanted to start with Ableton. You have to step up from GarageBand at some point. <laughs> but I'm just like a, a beginner to it all. And I'm, uh, so my friend helped me get Ableton on my computer. And uh, my boyfriend has been using Ableton for a while. So he's helped me through that. Um, I have a bunch of friends who use Ableton. So it was kind of easy getting into it, kind of. But I tried to figure out most things by myself without, like, a without a video or anything because I just don't have the patience to watch, like, a 45-minute video. Yeah, and you learn by doing anyway. You really learn by doing. You can just open that up, mess around for a few hours. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way you should learn, just to test everything out, you know. Just find stuff on your own and just, if it sounds cool, it works. How does producing fit into your other interests? Because I know uh, you're studying graphic design, you draw, you paint, uh, you're into fashion. I mean, how do all of those things connect? It's kind of just like creating. It's like seeing what I can do. I want to I wanna put myself in literally everything and see, you know, what, what becomes of it. But also I've been interested in producing for a long time. I think, I think it'd be really cool to one day just do everything by myself mm. and um, I was kind of at a point too where um, I, di- I just didn't want to hit producers up anymore <laughs> I, I wanted to record and make beats and just mix and master all on my own I'm still in the process but hopefully soon in the future I will be able to do everything by myself and so I'm assuming that doesn't mean you would never collaborate because oh. everyone's got to collaborate. But uh, from, Absolutely. from what I understand, you're saying you want to be able to put out a piece of work, like a multimedia piece of work, yeah. and really take ownership of the vision. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, 
I had like a kind of vision. It was a long time ago, but um, I'm really into fashion and I create my own clothes. So one day, if I'm, you know, big enough out there to have my own fashion show, and I would just have my own beats and music on the runway, and it would just be like everything is by me, you know? Yeah. So I thought that would be so dope, and it will happen soon. It's a it vision will. worth working towards. Manifestation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So speaking of clothes that you make. Yes. Uh, I saw a picture of you wearing some jeans. And they had uh, writing all over them. Yeah. Did you make those? Yeah. Those I are get, awesome. I got those jeans from Goodwill, <laughs> and then I ripped them up. But I was just like, everyone has ripped jeans. Mm-hmm. How can I make these, you know, my own? So then I started writing. I think the first thing I wrote on them was a King Cruel lyric um, from the song Rock Bottom. He says, like, this is dedicated to blah, 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 blah. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I started with that, and it kind of just took off from there. And now I've had people, you know, hitting me up for me wanting to design their jeans. Buy some like, jeans. Yeah, it's just like, this is dope. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the uh, that's the origin of a business opportunity. Exactly. And yeah. It's, it's it's a start, you know. Yeah. Every everything starts someplace, and I guess it was those jeans that kind of started a fashion career in a sense. Hmm. So that was that was really dope. And was did you wear those to the shoot for that magazine? What was it, Marie Claire? Yeah. Yeah. I did because it was just like, you know what? If I'm gonna be featured on this magazine, yeah. I want I want my own personality to really show. So hopefully the jeans hit somewhere in America because <laughs> I was I was amped about it because I was like, wow, <laughs> this magazine is gonna be like nationwide, you know? How did that opportunity come up for you? Um, I was looking in an email, I think, oh yeah, I was in drawing class, and I was bored, and I looked through my email, and this one name that I didn't know popped up, and she's like, hi, I'm with Marie Claire Magazine, um, we're shooting a, a thing in Minneapolis about what style and beauty means to you, would you like to be a part of it, and I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> Like, how did, how did, I didn't ask her how she got my name, but I guess I should have. But it, it was, it was just an email that I got. Fascinating. Yeah, it, where, exactly. I mean, where would she have gotten your email? Any idea? Um, maybe the guest editor, Maya, Maya Clark. She's amazing. Um, she has this, um, she has this company, I don't magazine company called Culture Piece. Hmm. And I've been working with her for a while, and I think maybe that's how my name got got into the process, but I'm not quite sure. Do you miss the Twin Cities? Oh, oh my God, yeah. It's, it's, it's so different being in a place. I mean, it's beautiful up here, but my business is elsewhere. Yeah. So. Okay, that being said, why the decision to go to school in that case? If you're working on your own, mm-hmm. figuring things out for yourself creatively, um, what what do you need to gain from school? What's the desire to be here based on? You know, I think it's really messed up how everyone needs, not everyone, how, how a lot of people need a college degree to really succeed in a job mm-hmm. or just a life. 
um, when you're out of school. So I think I think a degree was what I was going towards, just kind of a backup backup plan. <laughs> but um, my plan was to go to school, and if I didn't need school anymore because of the art and the stuff I was creating, I just wouldn't go anymore because yeah. I wouldn't need it. But until that happens, I'm still at school. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that's too uncommon of a story, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, uh, a couple of the guys in Hippocampus. Yeah. And also uh, Caleb and Mitchell. I know you like Happy Children. Like, all of those guys went to school for one or two years, and then, you know, music and art took off, and then you can just pursue that avenue. Absolutely. Yeah. Mitchell and Caleb are, like, the best. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> they are. Hippocampus is very talented, and I was, yeah. I know. Yeah, I've known their music for a while. And it's it's just really cool. I've talked to them a little bit. Only um, Nathan, I think. But they're just so cool. They're doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool people. Yeah. Okay. So what? At what point for you would you be able to comfortably step away from school? Uh. What needs to happen in order for that to happen? If it does, in fact, happen. Probably, if I get enough people reaching out to me, and if... See, the thing is, I have my hands in so many different directions. Mm. I have music, I have producing, I have painting, I have clothing. So if any of those take off really well, that's when I'll be like, you know what, I don't I don't need school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need school to do this. Yeah. You'll know when you know. Yeah, and then it'll just be 100% focus on that thing. Yeah. All right, to throw another thing into the mix, uh, you seem to be a fan of skateboarding. Yeah. I I heard murmurs, some murmurs among your crew this summer of a femme skate club. Oh! Is that a a thing? uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's a thing? (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, Me and Mike, (laughs) I think it was like a year ago, um, I gave her my first board, I think, or something like that. But then I think, um, so I think I had two boards actually, and we just like, we're just like, you know what? We're gonna be like the awesome, most badass girls skating around. And she's out in LA skating, and I'm here skating. So hopefully that in the future that that fam badass skate team will be a go. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I still have to learn tricks and everything. I, I fucked up my arm like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was going down a ramp, and I think it the skateboard just slipped under me, and I fell, and I just, I busted, um, I busted my bone, and it just shot up. Oh God. Yeah, so I I took a break for a while, and I kind of <laughs> yeah. lost my my spark. Mm, you have to uh, pick that momentum back up. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's hard, but. You just gotta learn from your mistakes. Sure, you gotta stop injuring yourself. I know, <laughs> it, especially with the hands. You know, I need these hands to make to make shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely, most definitely. Yeah. All right, uh, switching gears. How do you consume media? I've been asking this a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I mean, we can we can look at the areas of news, but also like film media, print media, mm-hmm. um, music anything like how how do you source what comes into your life 
Oh, like, explain that question more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, for example, I tend not to watch the news. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it melts my brain and doesn't feel productive. Yeah. However, I do listen to a few political podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, like, NPR Politics, um, Pod Save America is great. Uh, waking up with Sam Harris. Yeah. So, so for news, like, I go, I go to those sources, mm -hmm. um, and then print media, you know, New York Times online or like pulling up Atlantic essays. Yeah. Um, music, always scrolling through Spotify. Oh, I tend yeah. to like, funnily enough, I'll like listen to one song mm -hmm. for several days, just like over and over yeah. again, and then like move on to the next song. Yeah. But that would be an example. How how do you uh, bring different forms of media into your life? Um, it's kind of a sad answer, but I just, I get a lot of stuff from Twitter, you know. Hey, that just, works. It works, but it's just like, I wish, I wish I would be more involved and actually check up on like those news apps or anything. You yeah. Know? The, my phone is my main resource of getting, getting news or getting just information. Same. Um, for music, um finding new music and everything i guess if you're asking that um playlists other people's likes on soundcloud you know yeah friends i get a lot of news from friends too and it's kind of just like did you hear about that oh i didn't <laughs> that's weird <laughs> or that's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of friends and social media are the big two i wish i was more i wish i was more knowledgeable of or not even knowledgeable. I I just wish I listened to like NPR more or hmm. something, just to get really you know. Um, I don't want to say woke, but <laughs> just to get really informed about the world and what's happening in it. Yeah. Well, hey, just follow some of those folks on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that's the platform you're using. You just have to uh, vet who you're actually hearing from. Yeah, I usually hear from some like. It usually comes from a meme, to be honest. <laughs> like, Twitter Twitter just ruins every world news article or thing that just comes out. So, usually it starts from a meme about, like, North Korea. And I'm just like, wait, is that actually happening? And then I look it up, and I'm just like, fuck! Oh, God. <laughs> That's actually happening. Yeah, so, I guess memes are a source, too. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> All right, how about social media? Any thoughts on social media? Oh, social media. So much thoughts. Um, I love Instagram. I love how you can tell so much of a person by just looking at their feed, hmm. their profile. Um, Twitter, <clears throat> Twitter, I've realized, wastes a lot of my time. And I think I will... I will use it less and just use it more for promoting. Hmm. Um, I just think that I've spent like 20 minutes like just like scrolling through what people complaining about life and just me saying, oh, okay, I guess that deserves a like or a retweet. Yeah. But it's just like I could be spending that time making a beat or <laughs> making a design so I I am trying to stray away from social media because it's kind of just formed into a habit where I automatically just go to check. Oh. <laughs> go to go check. Go to what? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
go to check my news feed just to see, you know. Yeah, just because it's there. There's yeah, always exactly. going to be something there. Yeah. You know, that ah, this is so interesting to me. I want to, like, dive deeper into the concept of social media somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've definitely had my own qualms with it over the years. Yeah. Um, gone time without social media. Instagram is the only thing that I will look at on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be Facebook, but I just find it incredibly boring now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's hard for creative people because it's the most, seemingly the most efficient way Oh, absolutely. To get your work out there. Yeah. But is that worth it if we're just, like, keeping each other caught up in that stream? Mm-hmm. Um, you know DiCarlo Jackson? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, I just talked to him the other day. Uh, that's episode 41. Yeah. And, um, you know, he has an awesome feed, as you do. Yeah. You know, Thank you. You. Bo- you both have these awesome feeds that you maintain mm-hmm. regularly. Um, a lot of followers. But he, he had a very similar answer to you, which is just curious to me because, I mean, I will look at feeds like yours or DiCarlo's mm-hmm. and be like, wow, they really know how to work this social media thing. Yeah. And I don't. I'm, I'm inept at social yeah. media. Um, so it, it was just it's just interesting to, like, open up this conversation and see that I'm not the only one that's dissatisfied with it. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are. They just, you know, it's kind of just like a habit or just a... I don't want to say addiction because I don't want to take it that far, but it's just like, it's it's in your daily routine. It's weird. Yeah, it's just like you wake up, you check your phone. Yeah. You check what's happening on Twitter, who posts on Instagram, and you go from there. Yeah. Speaking of routines, um, so we've talked about boxing for one. Yeah. You have anything else? I, well, I mean, classes, of course, but mm-hmm. um, with your own time, when you're not working on creative work, do you have any... Uh, like habits or hobbies that you keep up even if it's just like taking walks yeah um, could be anything that's a question that i've never really asked myself um i guess when i'm not doing my creative stuff i see the thing is like i don't know when i i'm not doing that stuff because that that art that are (laughs) those are my hobbies Hmm. like that's what I do and when I'm not doing that I'm probably sleeping eating you know Netflix yeah Yeah, of course obviously (laughs) Um, I like I like to watch movies uh, TV shows I love anime yeah yeah I guess that's my main hobby besides boxing and is anime oh yeah what is uh what's on the top of your list right Ooh, now? Okay. Um like all time or just like as of right now. Of I mean um, like what are you passionate to talk to tell me about? Oh. Any Studio Ghibli movie? Of course. Um I've been watching this show called Parasite and it's where this like this virus kind of just takes over the human body and it's so confusing (laughs) to talk about (laughs) but it's just like a it's it's what it's called it's a parasite yeah yeah but they just the japanese take it to like the next level so it's just like i don't want to give anything away but it's just like parasites 
that are in human form, hmm. but you don't know who is the parasite. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's, Whoa. it's very mind-blowing. Is that one on Netflix? Um, no, it isn't. It's on Crunchyroll, I believe. Okay. But um, hey. also... Um, also, besides anime, I've been reading a lot. And I think reading is great because it, it's really just like... It's an... I don't know if it's old-fashioned now because it seems like hardly anyone reads anymore. At least, like, in my in my age, in my millennium. It just seems like, oh, books are so boring. Yeah. But books, I, I just feel like your imagination can just, you know, fly with books. Because yeah. it's like you're creating what they look like, how the place is laid out, you know. It's just like a movie in your mind, but you're just reading the script. Yeah, it, it, uh, it exercises your imagination. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's wonderful. Plus, like, you, um, it adds to your vocabulary, too. Hmm. So, I feel smarter reading books, and I feel happier reading books. Any, uh, well, same question as anime, but, like, mm-hmm. anything that you feel passionate about, having uh, read it lately? I've been reading The Da Vinci Code. Okay. And that is... Who's that author? Dan Brown? Yes. Is that his name? Um... It's it's just about religion, kind of, and really testing. Yeah. Testing what it really means, and it's religion and art. And of course it's art. <laughs> but it's, like, after every chapter, you just want to read more, and that's what I love about books. It's hard to find those in books, because I, sometimes I get bored really easily with a book, and I just put it down and forget about it. Yeah. But with this book, it's just like, well, I need to read more. Oh, Wait, that happens. What happens next? You know. Yeah, I started uh, reading ten minutes each morning. Mm-hmm. I like plugged that into my morning routine maybe mm-hmm. two or three months ago. Yeah. Um, just ten minutes. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't seem like you could do that much reading in that period of time. Mm-hmm. But simply reading for ten minutes has like brought reading back into my life. Yeah. I mean, like, I used to read a lot when I was a kid. And it kind of got away from me. You know, I'd, I'd read a book. It'd take me a few weeks to get through it. But, you know, when I start reading something, like get through one chapter in the morning, mm-hmm. I'll, like, pull it back out later that day. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's, like, it's, a, it's a very clear sort of focus. It really is. That you is. don't get with anything else. Yeah. And you, it's just, like, once you, once you form that, it's just, like, it's just like a, like a habit of brushing your teeth. If you put that into your routine, it'll just stick. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so other recommendations? Anyone else around town? Uh, well, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. that you like, that you think people should check out? Oh. Who are you impressed by? Um. Let's see. My crew, obviously. Of course. Uh. Mike Coda, she goes by now. Um. Josie, with a Z, Lutalo, Patrick, um, my boyfriend, Tiadre, he makes wonderful music, his, I think his, his SoundCloud is called Addy Views, oh look, it's a hummingbird, sorry, I just saw that, it's on a, it's on a, (laughs) it's on a branch now, but I just saw a hummingbird, it's hard to see now. I missed it. Yeah, but he makes, I'm searching, 
he makes really good music. Um, I recently got into marijuana death squads. They're so dope. <laughs> like, I can't even... They're just so dope. Um, let's see. Lux and Longley, for sure. They have really cool music. Um, yeah, local scene is pretty... It's pretty dope, but there's a few people that stick out, and those are probably the people that really stick out in my mind. Oh, Packrat, um, and Schwa Daddy. They're they're kind of like a duo. They're kind of like this trap underground music, and Schwa is just so good at making beats, and Packrat is just really, really good with the raps. <laughs> so. They're really good, too. All right, that's a good list. Yeah. That is a good list. Yeah. It, it's a very diverse list, but it's a good list. <laughs> you have any asks for the audience that could take the form of, hey, I need help with this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone listening has these skills, yeah. uh, it could be be a good person. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But it, it, anything you want to you wanna ask and put out there. Um, DJs hit me up. I need a DJ for my sets, probably. Um, all of my friends are so talented that it's just like, it's, it's funny that you ask that because I really don't need anyone because I have it all in my friend group. I like to surround myself with like the most creative people as possible to really kind of inspire me and to help me grow. Yeah. So... I think besides a DJ, I have everything set. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And if people are wanting to check out your work, mm-hmm. where's the best place to find it? Probably my Instagram. I post everything on there. Whether it's fashion or music or painting. Um, I do have a website. I don't really use it that much or update it. So I think Instagram is the best bet. Wolfchild. Wolfchild. With a U. Yeah. W-U-L-F-C-H-I-L-D. Wolf Child. Cho. Cho. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please visit chancebychance.com and subscribe to the free email newsletter on the homepage. It will help you stay up to date on all the happenings in my world. Feedback is highly valued. You can opt to write a message when you sign up there. To offer further support of my goals with Chance by Chance, check out the website's support page and contribute in whichever way best suits your circumstance. Your support is greatly appreciated. Know that a little goes a long way. And until next time, thank you for listening.